Welcome, Raptors enthusiasts. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. Greetings and salutations. This is your boy Sam, and you're listening to the Raptors Abroad Podcast. The podcast where I break down every single Toronto Raptors basketball game from London, UK. That's why it's called Raptors Abroad, ladies and gentlemen. I don't live in North America. I don't live on Eastern Standard Time. So this podcast really is for every Raptor fan, but it's targeted at us fans that can't watch these games live. And we want to be in the conversation. So this is my voice. But this isn't about me. This is about the love for the Toronto Raptors. This is about representing. I've been down since day one. I used to live in the T-Dot. 1995 was one of the best years of my life for many reasons. I was 18 years old, first of all. Think about that. And when Canada picked up a couple of basketball teams, this basketball freak went crazy. And yes, I liked me some Vancouver Grizzlies, but there was something about those Toronto Raptors. Mighty Mouse, he lit a fire, folks. Don't get it twisted. Damon Stoudemire gave a lot of fans something to cheer about back in the day when we were playing in the Sky Dome, now known as the Rogers Center, which I still resent. Come on, man. How can you change the name of the Sky Dome? But anyone who's ever been there, amazing place for baseball, certainly not set up for basketball, and Mighty Mouse carried us through some lean years. Rookie of the year, I think it was the seventh or eighth overall pick. First ever pick by the franchise. Didn't plan on going on a Damon Stoudemire rant, but hey, shout out to Damon. It's 20-year anniversary, and yes, he did leave in not the greatest fashion, but, you know, he went home. He went back to Portland, and he did admit to later on regretting it. A little bit more frank about it than Tracy McGrady, who you know regretted leaving the T-Raps as well after never getting out of the first round in his professional career. But that's all in the past. Let's talk about today. And today is a good day because your Toronto Raptors are going into this one with a record of 3-0 to start the season. Trying to go 4-0 for the first time in franchise history. And speaking of franchise numbers, congrats to coach Dwayne Casey, who last game became the all-time winningest coach for the Toronto Raptors. Coincidentally, the coach for the Dallas Mavericks, Rick Carlisle, is also the winningest coach in Mavericks history. Kind of surprised by that. I thought it might be Don Nelson, but I guess he wasn't around as long as Rick Carlisle. Dwayne Casey, by the way, many of you know, picked up a ring with this Dallas Mavericks squad. 2011, when they amazingly beat LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh all in their primes. And they lost in the NBA Finals together. Still can't explain that one. In Raptor business, congratulations to the boss, T. Ross, signing a four-year deal. I didn't get the numbers on it, but he did tweet out that he'll be with the T-Raps for the next four years, and I'm happy about it. He's taken a page out of DeMar DeRozan's book and just tried to improve on his game every year. Now, I know last year wasn't a big step up, but I think T. Ross is a good guy. He works hard, and he certainly got a lot more room to grow. He has not hit his ceiling. And that's it for pregame, folks. We're set up. So without further ado, let's get into it. First quarter. First quarter starts off, and it's a DeMar show. First off, he starts with a fake three from the left corner. Defender bites on it. DeMar puts the ball on the floor, drives baseline, elevates on the left side of the rim. 
uses it for protection as he soars to the other side of the rim, puts it up nice and soft off the glass and in for the reverse layup. That's how you start a ball game. A couple of minutes later, DeMar DeRozan with the bullet pass to Jonas Valanciunas rolling to the basket and JV showing that he's able to catch those passes lately with the good hands, he snatches it up and throws it down. And then DeMar DeRozan, next Raptor possession, keeping it for himself, hits the turnaround fadeaway on the left block. It's just getting too easy for him, that shot. 9-11 mark, Luis Scola, isolated with Dirk Nowitzki on him. On the right block, Scola goes to the back down, gets into the paint, and then gives Dirk a taste of his own medicine. This is what Dirk pulls on people all the time. Goes to the long step back, keeps that lead leg out in front so the defender can't get there, and puts the high arching shot up and in. I'm not complaining, by the way. I love that Dirk has that shot in his arsenal. He figured it out. He's like, yo, I'm seven feet tall, and if I stick this leg out and lean back and put a high arcer up, there is no one blocking it. So when he's taking a shot and he misses, that's just him missing. It's got nothing to do with the defense most of the time. So with that skull of basket, the Raptors doubling up on the Mavs, 8-4. 8-24 mark, Kyle Lowry making a beautiful play here, and I, I think this is directly attributed to his lost weight. Listen to this. Chandler Parsons underneath the basket. DeMar DeRozan forced to foul him, but not hard enough. Parsons about to put in an easy layup, and he would have had the end one opportunity, but Lowry flies in and erases the shot attempt. Without goaltending, it was clean. And that wound up being a big play, because Parsons, instead of two points plus one free throw, he's now got two free throws, and he steps up and misses both of them. Clutch block by Lowry there. He's coming up with a couple this season. That I don't remember Lowry coming up with that many blocks last year. We're only four games in, and I keep talking about Lowry blocks. I like it. The bad news, though, was that foul was the second on DeMar DeRozan, and after starting out so well, he had to take a seat. And Chandler Parsons seemed to appreciate the fact that DeMar DeRozan was no longer covering him. Very next possession. He gets those three points that he missed out on back by nailing one from deep in the right corner. However, Kyle Lowry, with the answer, comes right back, and he camps out in the left corner, buries a three ball. Raptors get a stop. They come the other way, and this time Lowry sets up Luis Scola, who is sharpshooting in this ball game, drains about a 20-footer. Raptors up six, 13-7. 5.34, Raptors get a break here. Luis Scola trying to force one into T. Ross, driving to the basket. Ball gets batted around. T. Ross snatches up the loose ball, spots Kyle Lowry camped out on the left wing, and Lowry drains another three ball. Seven-point lead now for the Raptors, 18-11. But like I said, Parsons enjoying this newfound space. 34 seconds later, hits his second three ball of the game. 417 mark, Luis Scola. Excellent use of the basketball IQ here. I'm going to say this every game. The dude is just so smart. First off on defense, he reads Ray Felton's move perfectly, slides in front of him, draws a charge. Then on offense, gets fed the ball underneath, goes to the fancy footwork, just a whole bunch of pivots and pump fakes for finishing with the step-through layup. I'm done. You could, you could pull that move off when you're 60. I'm not kidding. A, a fit 60-year-old could do what Luis Gola is doing. It's just, you don't need to be quick. You don't need to be explosive. You just need timing and good decision making. That put the Raptors up 8, 24-16, just slowly building up this lead. 243 mark, Kyle Lowry, no conscious, dribbles up, drains his third three ball of the quarter. 
Lowry on fire and your Raptors up 27-18. Things are feeling good. In fact, so good that Coach Casey calls on Norman Powell with a couple of minutes to go in the first quarter. Haven't seen Powell out there aside from garbage time this season, so nice to see him getting a shot. Must be doing something in practice. And he just saw Lowry draining some from deep, so he wants in on the act. Very first possession that he's in the ballgame, he finds himself open in the left wing. Jacks up a three ball, unfortunately. Way too much air under this ball. Powell, I think, was a little bit too fired up, and he airmailed that one. Am I coming down on Norman Powell? No, I'm not. There's a happy ending here because just 50 seconds later, 113 mark, Powell learns from his mistake, realizes maybe a three-pointer shouldn't be your first shot out of the gate. And he again catches the ball behind the three-point arc, but this time the pump fake, one dribble, rises up, on balance, nails the mid-range jumper. And the shot looked beautiful, by the way. Norman Powell just has a really gorgeous-looking jump shot. The release, the arc, the wrist action... His offhand just stays nice and steady. Young players, check out Norman Powell. Put it in slow-mo. Put that in your arsenal. It's a nice-looking shot. Speaking of nice-looking shots, Dirk Nowitzki puts one up from deep with 33 seconds to go. Fighting to keep the Mavs in this one. And that cut the Raptor lead from 9 down to 6. 31-25 after 1. Solid first quarter for you, T-Raps. Second quarter. 11.06 11.06 mark, Dirk Nowitzki, continuing to operate, gets Tupat to bite hard on a pump fake, jumps into him as he drains a 12-foot jumper for the and one. And I'll tell you, Tupat had kind of a tough ball game. I love Tupat, so I'm trying not to bring it down on him, but eh, they can't all be winners. 10.47 mark, Devin Harris, with the mismatch, got Tupat on him on the left wing, goes to the crossover and goes by him like he's standing still. Gets all the way to the basket for the layup, plus the foul. Thankfully, Devin Harris, not a great free throw shooter. He steps up to the line, does not complete the three-point play. 9.28 mark, Dwight Powell. So not Norman Powell, this is Dwight Powell. Never seen this guy before. I think he's a second-year player. Dude's got some skills. He showed me something. Drained a long jumper, got another bucket inside. Don't look now, folks, but the Mavs were off to a 9-0 run to start the second quarter. They went from down six to up three, 34-31. Eight-minute mark. Raptors catch a break here. Damari Carroll on the drive, loses the handle. Looks like it's going to fly over the backboard out of bounds. But it kind of hits the top of the backboard, and Jonas Valanciunas is there to grab it and put it back in with a little baby hook shot. JV then gets back on defense. And Dwight Powell, who had it going on, tries to take it inside. Jonas is there to stuff him for the second time in the quarter. However, the Mavs able to maintain possession. And newly acquired Deron Williams able to drain the long deuce. Dirk Nowitzki then adds on a three on the next possession, and suddenly the Mavs up six. 39-33. In fact, folks, you haven't heard any Raptors highlights for a while. That's because it was a 17-2 run over the last six and a half minutes of play. Nasty. Speaking of nasty, though, T. Ross, the newly signed boss, 640 mark with a huge play, comes up with a steal, goes all the way, and the big one-handed throwdown on the fast break. He makes those dunks look fun, doesn't he? 555 mark, Kyle Lowry with some sweet pivot work, taking a page out of Luis Scola's book. 
gets himself a little bit of daylight and then goes to the turnaround from about 15 feet out. He wasn't even that close. But nice work by Lowry there, finding the bottom of the net. Damari Carroll then, really tough shot, off the dribble, going at top speed, puts up the floater. Nothing but net there for him. Next Raptor possession, Kyle Lowry hits Luis Scola, who's cutting back door. And Scola finishes with the reverse layup. Mavs lead, cut down to one, 42-41, three and a half minutes to go in the half. Scola then, like I said, dude was sharpshooting tonight. He gets us the lead back with a long jumper. But Deron Williams snatching it right back with the long three ball. Dirk adds a pair of free throws after that, increases the lead to five. However, with 154 to go, Kyle Lowry with the skills. He's got them scared now because he's shooting so hot from deep, and Zaza Pachulia fouls him as he's shooting a three ball. The great news is Lowry steps up, makes all three. Been shooting them a lot better the last couple of games. Raptors down two after that, and they get a couple of stops. They've got chances to tie it up or take the lead three or four times. Two pad on one possession got two good looks, unable to connect. And the Mavs hang on to a two-point lead, 51-49 at the half. Third quarter. One minute and 20 seconds into the half, and Lowry is just showing off. The mad skills here, dribbling into the trees, goes to the spin move, spots JV out of the corner of his eye, and then throws a short-range alley-oop pass. I mean, what vision. And Jonas goes up, catches it, easily lays it in. But Wes Matthews hits right back with a three ball. Mavs back up four, 55-51. And then 9.36 mark, Ray Felton trying to get in on the act, but he misses a shot badly. And Lowry scoops it up, able to go the other way, hit a tough leaner, and we're all tied up at 55. 8.35 mark, DeMar DeRozan on the left wing. Weird play here. He's got D-Will on him. And he goes to a spin move, but not a big spin move. I don't think DeMar was really thinking he was going to get past anyone. But D-Will just doesn't move his feet. He's got Dirk Nowitzki backing him up. Dirk barely moves his feet. So DeMar just rolls all the way to the rim. No resistance. And just throws down the one-handed hammer. Dirk, though, saving his energy maybe for the offensive end because he comes right back, enters with a tough jumper, and the Mavs back up by two. Both teams on fire in the second half. They were already hitting well, and over the next five possessions, they just trade buckets. Just back and forth, hit after hit. And then it stops. Next three possessions, they trade misses and turnovers. And that's when Charlie V gets in on the act. Y'all remember Charlie Villanueva? Always got to give him a shout-out whenever he plays against the Toronto Raptors. Dude dropped 48 as a rookie in a Raptor uniform. Which, unfortunately for Charlie, I think was the highlight of his career. I mean, it's tough to top 48, but leaves people expecting some more out of you when you do that as a rookie. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that was in a loss, too. That was an overtime loss, but still. 48 points is 48 points. And so Charlie V in the ballgame gets it up top, fakes a pass, and the C's just part for him. And Charlie V goes right up the middle for the big two-handed dunk. And I don't like seeing the Raptors get scored against. But I kind of root for Charlie Villanueva. i got to admit it. I don't mind seeing Charlie V have some highlights. 316 mark. The Mavs pressing on offense. 
get one offensive rebound, they miss. Get another offensive rebound, they miss. They get another offensive rebound. Rim and Felton with the turnover. Kyle Lowry scoops it up, goes the other way. And off the dribble, just pulls up, drains his fourth three ball of the game. Four of five from deep for Kyle Lowry. Rest of the team, by the way, at that point, 0 of 8. And the Raptors lead 70-69. Guards then continue to do it up. 243 mark, Lowry with a steal. He gets a fast break layup. But a minute later, Corey Joseph on the drive and then dishes to Bismack Biombo. Goes in for the big two-handed dunk. Raptors with a lead. And over the next couple of possessions, a few chances to make this a two, three, maybe even a four possession ball game, but unable to convert on offense. We're even holding for the final shot and DeMar DeRozan stripped by Devin Harris as he goes for his patented turnaround fadeaway. Raptors with a one point lead after three, 74, 73. Fourth quarter. All right, so we're in a tight one. This is a tight ball game. On the road against the Mavs. Time to dig deep here, boys. Corey Joseph starts off the quarter with a drive, draws a pair of free throws, which he makes. J.J. Barea, though, this actually seems like a good matchup for Corey Joseph. Kind of similar players. J.J. Barea gets those back with a driving layup. And then at the 940 mark, Deron Williams gets a pair of free throws, and the Mavs reclaim the lead. 77-76. DeMar DeRozan, though, has the answer. He's got Raymond Felton on him. Got no chance of defending DeMar DeRozan in the low block. So DeMar, recognizing that, goes to the turnaround fadeaway that did not work against Harris just a few minutes earlier. But Felton, too aggressive, hits DeMar on the way up. DeMar makes the basket and goes to the line and makes the free throw. 79-77, Raptors. I know I'm kind of busting on Felton, but Duke can still play. He comes right back, ties it up with a layup. DeRon Williams then hits a mid-range jumper. Dirk Nowitzki making us pay for leaving him open. He drains a straightaway three. That put the Mavs up by four. Jonas Valanciunas gets two of those back with a layup off a sweet lob pass from Lowry. Lowry loving these alley-oop passes in the half-court set. Showing some good chemistry there. Raptors come back. They get a stop. Damari Carroll then feeds Luis Scola for a layup, and we're tied up at 86. Raptors then another stop. DeMar DeRozan from the left side going to the Eurostep weaving his way through traffic gets all the way to the rim for the layup and the lead 451 mark DeMar DeRozan feeling it draws a foul on Wesley Matthews Raptors in the bonus he steps to the line makes them both your Raptors now up 490-86 439 mark DeMar DeRozan on defense deflecting a pass to an open man in the corner would have had an open three instead the ball goes out of bounds Mavs inbound they get it to Dirk Nowitzki takes a contested three ball unable to connect Lowry scoops it up drives it the other way it rolls off the rim but Jonas Valanciunas running the floor is there for the tip in huge your T-Raps now up 6 92-86 it's a 10-0 Raptor run ladies and gentlemen 351 mark, Jonas Valanciunas thrown to the ground by Zaza Pachulia going for a defensive board. There's nothing they can do with JV now. He's just a beast on there. They gotta wrestle him to the ground. It's the only way you're gonna stop him. So JV goes to the line, makes both of those, and the Raptor run is at a dozen, ladies and gentlemen. We're up 894 86. 
Devin Harris, though, with a nice play. 246 mark breaks that Raptor run with a drive plus the harm for the end one layup, which he converts. Five-point game. Then on defense, Harris with another nice defensive play. Almost exact same play that ended the third quarter. Strips DeMar DeRozan going for the turnaround jumper. Takes it the other way. Feeds Dirk Nowitzki, but he's unable to connect from mid-range. Pretty open shot there. Something that Dirk would make probably nine times out of ten. So the Raptors come back the other way. Just under two minutes to go in the game. Lowry dribbles it into the paint. Spots Luis Scola sliding into the right corner. Hits him with a pass between the numbers. And Scola becomes the first Raptor other than Kyle Lowry to bury one from deep. Couldn't have come at a better time. And Scola doesn't celebrate. He gets back, comes up with a steal on Zaza Pachulia. Lowry comes back the other way and puts this ball game away. With a 20-foot jumper, Wesley Matthews draped all over him. Lowry finds the bottom of the net. Unfortunately for... Raptor fans who are watching the game, we can't celebrate yet because D. Will, going to the dirty book here, pulls Jonas Valanciunas down by his left arm and looked like an MMA arm drag. Took him down hard, and luckily for the Raptors and for Jonas Valanciunas, he went with it. Got his left shoulder slammed into the ground. Could have been bad, folks. Could have been really bad. Could have been a separated shoulder, elbow, ligament damage, you name it. He was in as vulnerable and awkward a position you could be, and D. Will was taking him down. Thankfully, as I said, JV went with it, and D. Will wound up smacking his head on the ground on the way down. Now, I don't want to call him dirty, just like I don't want to call Kelly O. dirty, but this looked quite similar to that play, except if you don't know what play I'm talking about, just check out Boston Celtics, Cleveland Cavaliers playoffs from last year. But Kelly O. basically ripped out Kevin Love's arm from its socket. It looked like D. Will was going for it. Kelly O didn't look like he was going for it. He just gave it a little tug. D. Will took him to the ground. Not happy about that. Used to be a big fan of D. Will, you know, when he first came out back with Utah. But you know what? Hasn't given me anything to cheer about in a long time. He really hasn't. I guess his hair looks better these days. Keeping it nice and trim. It wasn't just the arm drag either. D. Will with the leg too. Check out the replay, guys. It was weak. No need. So luckily, Jonas is okay. And the great news, folks, is that your Toronto Raptors go on to win this ballgame by 11, 102-91. And you know what that means? That means we're 4-0. and oh. First time ever that your T-Raps are 4-0. and oh. It's all good. Only took 20 years. <laughs> now, I'm not going to get too excited. Let's not go crazy here. Y'all remember your T-Raps were, what, 15-4 and four last year? So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, I'm happy with 4-0. and oh. I'm going to take that. So let's see what happened. Let's hit the box score. Becoming a common trend here when I check out Raptor box scores, the opposing team, not much to talk about. The most outstanding number to me is how many of their starters are in the minus on the plus-minus front. Pachulia, minus 21. D. Will, minus 18. Wesley Matthews, minus 13. Their only real bright spot was Dwight Powell off the bench. He's a plus 13, but he shot 4 of 14 from the field. I guess Dirk Nowitzki gave them a good game. 6 of 10 from the field, 18 points, 7 rebounds. Solid game for Dirk, but it is Dirk Nowitzki, so I'm not going to get terribly excited over 18 points out of him. 
As a team, Mavs shoot 38%, 30.4% from three, 72% from the free throw line. Moving on to your Toronto Raptors box score, ladies and gentlemen. And aside from the three-point shooting, it is absolutely stunning. A gorgeous box score. First of all, all the, all the starters positive in the plus-minus. You got Kyle Lowry leading the way. 27 points and 10 assists. Double-double for Lowry. 9 of 15 shooting. And then his backcourt mate, DeMar DeRozan. 20 points, 6 of 13 and the stat that I love the most out of these guys, they combined for a perfect 13 of 13 from the free throw line. That is going to win you a lot of ball games. When you get your backcourt draining 13 free throws, not missing any of them, and your center, Jonas Valanciunas, going 6 of 10 from the field, 8 rebounds for 16 points. But I'm sorry, Kyle. I can't give you the game ball. I can't. I'm going to have to give it up to my man, Luis Scola. Just because, Larry, you know what? You were an all-star last year. I'm expecting that of you, all right? Luis Scola, last second signing, 35 years old. Didn't even know if he was going to be in the league this year. Dude shot 9 of 13 from the field. Oh, yeah, and he also snagged 12 rebounds, pair of steals, plus 15 on the floor, 19 points overall for Luis Scola. Give the man a hand. Fantastic ball game. And all that adds up to a 4-0 record. Enjoy it, Raptor fans. First time we've ever been in this position, and it feels fantastic. In fact, let's take a look around the league here. The standings. Well, in the Eastern Conference, guess who else is undefeated? No one. <laughs> I know it's early, but your Toronto Raptors, 4-0. Number two team, the Atlanta Hawks at 4-1. So the only other undefeated teams in the league are the Los Angeles Clippers and the defending champion Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, by the way, in fact, I'm going to have to talk about them again. I know I talk about Steph Curry every podcast, and this is not a Steph Curry podcast, but my goodness. First of all, the Warriors are averaging wins by 25 points a game. What? That's ridiculous. So why is that number so high? Have they beat every team by 25? Well, no, they haven't. But their last ball game against the Memphis Grizzlies, they beat them by 50. 5-0. 50 points. Obviously the worst ever loss for the Grizzlies in franchise history. That hurts. But even more ridiculous is Steph Curry's numbers. I mean, he just continues to pour it in. I know I ran over his season stat line last podcast, but I've got to do it again because it's actually improved. Aside from his points per game, which has dropped a little bit to 37 points per game, everything else went up. So just a quick rundown. Yeah, shooting 59.5% from the field. 48.8% from three, 96.4% from the free throw line. Oh yeah, and he's also averaging five rebounds and 6.3 assists per game to go with Two and a half steals. And it's not just the numbers. I know I keep saying it, but it's the way he's doing it. He's just having so much fun out there. There is no one having more fun on a basketball court right now than Steph Curry. Maybe not ever. There is a joy in his game. 
Which leads me to another point. I was listening to my new favorite podcast. I'm embarrassed that I haven't been listening to this for very long. But if you're not aware, folks, Jalen and Jacoby. That's Jalen Rose, former Toronto Raptor, and David Jacoby. They used to have a podcast with Bill Simmons. But Bill Simmons had a bit of a rocky ending with ESPN. Not really going to get into that. But Jalen and David Jacoby stayed on. And their podcast is absolutely phenomenal. Fantastic. They were discussing it. And Jalen Rose, being a former player, has some great insights. And one of the things that he said, which I thought made absolutely perfect sense, is Steph Curry right now is the reigning champion and the reigning MVP. How does that not make you the best player in the world? Right? Those are two title belts that he's got. He's currently the best player in the world. There's no argument. Right? That's it. The argument is over. You just pull those two things out and that's it. I mean, the other guys are great. You know, you got LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. Loads of great talents out there. But none of them are current MVP and reigning World Series champion. None of them got rings on the first game of the season, did they? So you got to give it up for Steph Curry. Currently the best player in the game proud to say he grew up shooting on the ACC courts of course son of former Raptor Del Curry the dude is blowing up the league unbelievable alright and final thing from around the league monster ball game out of Andre Drummond in Detroit in a loss they lost 94-82 Andre Drummond 25 points 29 rebounds that is pure beast mode and you want to hear a really weird stat the Pacers who won this ball game by 12 only scored 9 points in the 4th 9 points in the 4th and 26 in the 3rd so they had a 35 point second half and still won by a dozen that's because the Pistons answered them also with a 35 point second half they just dropped 20 points in the 3rd and 15 in the 4th which is bizarre because, in fact, the Pistons quarters, first quarter, 30 points, second quarter, 17, third quarter, 20, fourth quarter, 15. Those are some weird numbers right there. But I'm not complaining because if the Pistons would have won that game, they would be 4-0 and on the season. And they would be right up there in first place in the Eastern Conference with your T-Raps, but they're not. That's the Toronto Raptors spot for now. I'm not going to fall in love with it. I did last year and look what happened. I'm just going to take it easy and enjoy this blistering start to the season by your Toronto Raptors. Next game is on Thursday against Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not going to lie, I'm certainly concerned about that one. Not an easy squad to match up against. But always happy to watch some of the best players in the game do their thing in their primes. So that's it for this Raptors Abroad podcast. Game 4 is in the books. Your T-Raps are 4-0. This is your boy Sam, coming to you from London, UK. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out.